Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending February 18th, 2022. I'm Chris Collin. Today I'm joined by investment strategy analyst Bei-Chen Lin. Bei-Chen, I understand you've recently moved to the Pacific Northwest. Welcome. Thanks, Chris. Yep, the weather is much nicer here compared to the Northeast. Yeah, I believe it. It is pretty great out here, although I think the secret's been out for a while. We can talk more about that when we return to the office next month, though. So let's pivot towards what was another full week of events. Starting off, most of us have been transfixed on U.S. inflation data, but several other reports globally were released recently. China, the U.K., Canada. What are you seeing and what does this mean for central bank policy going forward? Sure, Chris. So I guess let's start off with Canada. The Canadian CPI inflation numbers were recently released with headline CPI coming in at 5.1% year over year for the month of January, which was above consensus expectations for 4.8%. On a core basis, we saw CPI excluding gasoline increase by 4.3% year over year, which was also an uptick from the prior month. Now, the CPI data in Canada on a headline basis was one of the highest readings since 1991. On the UK side, we saw CPI year-over-year increase by 5.5%, which was an uptick from the previous month and also near a 30-year high. So all these high inflation reports are putting pressures on central banks globally, be it in Canada or the UK, to adjust their monetary policy stance, tighten up monetary policy to help control inflation. Now, it should be worth noting that the markets have already adjusted their pricing. Market participants are expecting a significant number of hikes in both Canada and the UK. And depending on how the data ultimately plays out with respect to inflation throughout the rest of the year, we may or may not get as many rate hikes as are priced in by the market. If we look overseas to China, it's a little bit of a different story. In China, we actually saw CPI drop from the prior month. So the CPI year-over-year increase for the month of January was only 0.9%. On the producer side, what we saw was factory gate inflation drop down to one of the lowest readings since the past six months. Now, this is two important implications. First, on the consumer side, the fact that Chinese CPI is relatively low compared to the developed markets gives the Chinese authorities more room to maneuver and gives them more flexibility to implement policy accommodation to help bolster their economy, which is important because this year we do expect slower Chinese growth. The second important data point to note is that traditionally, the factory gate inflation data out of China tends to lead developed market inflation by about six months. So that's consistent with the expectations that we'll see in developed markets like Canada, US, UK, we'll see inflation start to moderate for the second half of the year. Well, relatedly, FOMC minutes from January were also released this week. I'm curious if you can offer a few observations surrounding major themes and watch points there. Sure, Chris. So as you know, the FOMC minutes are released approximately three to four weeks after the actual meeting itself. So the data we see in the minutes are a little bit lagged, but nevertheless, they do offer some important observations for us. The first being that the minutes largely reaffirmed what Powell noted at the press conference in January, which was that there are both upside and downside risks. The upside risk being that inflation could come in hotter than expected, similar to what we saw in the January CPI report for the U.S. On the other side of the spectrum, we also have the risk that because of the Omicron variant, we might see economic growth slow down a little bit in the first quarter. 
Ultimately, the Fed emphasized that they're going to be very data dependent in their action. They stressed the need for communication and clarity. They don't want to do anything that's too abrupt. So if we think about the messaging that we see out of the Fed minutes, that pretty much aligns with our baseline view that at the March FOMC meeting, we're more likely to see a 25 basis point rate hike rather than a 50 basis point rate hike. In fact, if you look at the January FOMC minutes, you will see that the participants didn't really discuss the possibility of a 50 basis point rate hike. In addition, we have a number of Fed speakers come out this week and the week before that that suggested that 25 basis points would probably be more appropriate than 50 basis points. But of course, this is very data dependent. It depends on inflation, the economy, the unemployment scenario. So we'll need to keep a close eye on the data. What we see is that market participants are now no longer largely expecting a 50 basis point rate hike. Instead, what they're expecting is a 70% probability of a 25 basis point rate hike in March, which is consistent with our baseline views. So on the back of the FOMC data, as well as some of the Fed speakers, we did see a slight drop in some of the Treasury yields. And we did see on Wednesday when the Fed minutes were released, there was a slight uptick in the S&P 500. But ultimately, we didn't see much strength on the S&P 500 either on Wednesday because investors were concerned about the ongoing tensions between Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, well, to that note, and for a closing comment, volatility in the market is obviously elevated beyond inflation and rhetoric. The Russia-Ukraine conflict is top of mind for many of us. Do you mind touching a little bit more here? Sure. So we are definitely seeing tensions between Russia and Ukraine remaining elevated. We're seeing increased conflict in the eastern Ukrainian region. Investors are concerned about what possible actions the Russian government might take. On Thursday, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average drop 622 points. Now, that represents one of the weakest days on the Dow Jones in 2022. And ultimately, we are seeing signs of more investor pessimism. If you look at the AAII net bullishness measure, that's a measure of retail investor confidence, you're seeing that investors are becoming more pessimistic. And obviously, markets have been trending lower compared to the beginning of 2022. At the same time, though, investors need to keep in mind that if they focus on the long-term themes, this year we're still expecting above average GDP growth in the US and for many countries throughout the world. We're seeing that the markets have already priced in some of the risk. So is this the bottom of the market? Well, there is definitely the possibility that the markets continue to trend further towards the downside if the tensions between Russia and Ukraine further escalate. But at the same time, we think that longer-term investors should remain invested. They should focus on the long-term picture, which is we still have robust economic growth that we're expecting worldwide this year. Hmm. Well said, but I know that is something we'll be watching intently going into next week. With that, thank you for your time and insight today, Beichem. And to our listeners, stay safe and take care. <laughs>